You're listening to the Living Inside Our podcast and I'm your host, Talks Aruture. This is episode 77. Welcome to the Living Inside Our podcast where we believe in the power of community. Episode 77 is Take a Seat at the Table with Fumi Onuma. Hey, how have you been? I hope you are doing life well. And by well, I mean that you are living as you, you are living authentically and also with acceptance of the things that you cannot change. Me, (laughs) I've entered a new season in my life and my business. And honestly, the symbolic and dramatic way in which it started and announced itself still blows my mind. I feel so blessed. I'm not going to share it today because it's not time, but don't worry. I'm going to do that really soon and I'll give you the heads up. I promise. Well, today I have a guest, a phenomenal woman, and I cannot wait to dive into our conversation. I'll read her professional bio. Fumi Onuma is the current country manager of Silverbird Cinemas Ghana, a two-branch cinema with a total of 10 screens. She has over 17 years in cinema construction, operations management, and a history in working in film and entertainment across West Africa. Fumi owns, rather, Fumi holds an MBA in business and a graduate diploma in management from Australian Institute of Business with a Bachelor of Science focused in banking and finance from Lagos State University. In June 2020 and 21, she was also recognized as one of the top 50 women in global cinema by Celluloid Junkie and she was the only African woman included in the selection. She is a certified management consultant, skilled negotiator, passionate about business development, growth, and sustainability. Welcome to Living Inside Out for me. It is such a joy to have you on. Okay. So I don't know how we got connected on social media for me, but somehow I came across your profile and I was surprised to find that you're female and you are managing Silverbird in Ghana, which I didn't know that there was Silverbird in Ghana. I'm familiar with it in Nigeria, but how did you even get into that whole space of being in the cinema world? Um, well, I think for me, it was just the next step for me. I started working in Silverbird as a project supervisor. And at that time, we were building uh, malls and we newly branched into cinemas at that time. We only had one branch in Nigeria at that time. That was 19 years ago in Lagos. And I happened to be new in the company. And there was an opening because I had worked in the construction department for some time. There was an opening for an opportunity in the cinema space. At that time, I just happened to have gotten married. I was a new mom. Mm. And the projects, I had to choose between either going up that route to become uh, maybe head of 
project management in the group. Mm -hmm. I didn't see any career path for me as a mother. And with that, I had to take a more resident position and decided to go into cinemas, which tended to be time consuming also, but gave me more time and space to groom my kids aside growing in, in my career path. So I, I would say that uh, decision motherhood actually made me going in, into the cinema industry. Okay. And this happened where, where did you, where you're originally from Nigeria, I presume, right? Oh, yes. I started off in Nigeria. Okay. Um, so with projects, with projects, it took me around the country. It took me to Akwai Bomb, it took me to Calabar, mm. Abuja, Bayelsa. I was everywhere. Hmm. And I couldn't actually predict when you'll be needed at a particular location to um, solve a problem. Hmm. So, that makes sense. And of course, having young children as well, that's not even, that's not practical at all. Yes. Okay. yes. So now I'm going to go all the way back to your childhood. What were you like as a child and what did you want to be when you grew up? I think I wanted to be a lawyer. I was very restless as a ah. child. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And yes, where did okay. you grow up? Did you grow up in Lagos? Oh, yes, I did in Lagos. Oh, I grew right. up in Lagos. Okay. So how come law? Were you influenced? Did you have family members that wanted to be, that were lawyers? I had an, an aunt, mm. Justice Attila Day. She was the Chief Justice of Lagos then at the time, Justice Fumini. At that time, and I admired her in her stance as a woman, a mother, yeah. which when how she balanced everything. And yeah. I, 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 I was amused with that. And, and I think for me, I made me realize that there could be an opportunity for me, but I had to run away from law, obviously, at that mm -hmm. time. <laughs> it's interesting how when you were describing her I just thought back to women I've had in my life as well that were that just looked like they had it all you know they were elegant and beautiful well put together had a high power I can't forget her hmm. she was an old girl of my secondary school in Nigeria Methodist girls high school we okay. have she happens to be the first female son in Nigeria. So wow. I had more interaction with Justice Atiladi than Justice uh, Folake Sholanke. You know, mm. she, um, she set the pace for others to follow, basically. To follow, okay. Thank God for women like that, isn't it? Thank God for women like that. Because they. it's funny how as I get older, I'm looking at... You know, I'm I'm thinking less about my goals and more about legacy. Yes, you know? impact. Exactly, exactly. And you can't help but stop and look and wonder, how do people see me? What have I done? What do they see that I've done so far? Not in a way to compare yourself with other people or see how far you've come, but you start to get concerned, isn't it, that you're making an impact. Am I making an impact? Uh, young girls looking at me, the way that you looked at Justice Attila, is it Attila Day? Yes, Justice Attila Day. Justice Attila Day. You know, the way you looked at her, no doubt there are young ladies who are also looking at you and thinking, wow, how is she 
I love the way that she does life. I love the way that she has it all together as a mom and country manager of Silverbird and all of that stuff. Do you feel that way? Do you feel like people are watching you and does that influence how you do life? Personally, I I really get that sometimes directly and sometimes mm-hmm. via LinkedIn or DM, basically, and they all say they want to be like me and oh. all that. It uh, makes me rethink the steps I took mm-hmm. the right and the wrong way and makes me feel like I need to do more, mm-hmm. I need to space and it's uh I think the first time I got that someone reached out to me and and told me they admired me like oh my god I'm still a work in progress and someone (laughs) admired me and all that and I spoke to some wonderful ladies I belong to Wimby's organization I would say that they've had a great impact in my growth indirectly Mm -hmm. because being a woman in cinema and not having mentors in your industry in your space is actually very hard but one thing Wimbis had done for me is that every conference I live with something I listen to women that have achieved in certain sectors and realize something those that if you don't have if they are not invited to the table create your own table Mm. that I have realized that for me being a recognized leader in, in a certain space that's mostly dominated by men. Mm. Um, it, I have done well for myself because sometimes we as women, we try to sell ourselves short. That's we don't true. appreciate the little wins that actually even grooming to children, mm. it's a win. And actually staying in our life, that's it's true. a win, basically. So when someone says, I admire you and... I appreciate you. You just you just tell God like God because of this person just keep me alive. Yes. So someone wants me around basically. Mm. That's the way I see it. It's true. No success is too small to celebrate. Mm. That is so true. And you make a valid point because I think also as women, we tend to play down our successes, you know. We don't recognize it for ourselves and when people come to tell us how amazing we are or what have you we kind of want to dial it down and say I actually no it's not really that big a deal and (laughs) you know there's just something that makes us uncomfortable with recognizing who we are and how we are and I also love what you said about having mentors female mentors in a space where that is male dominated and the importance of it I have um, my business journey as a nursery interior designer and a baby furniture brand owner meant that I desperately needed mentors myself. And I recall someone in my industry that I had spoken to. I actually invited her for the opening of our shop event. And her response was, I don't think you should be doing that. My company wouldn't do that because you know I my boutique is on an affluent high street in London and she goes we don't have that kind of money and this is a very well known very well recognized brand with with multiple branches globally and Um, I remember just feeling so small you know um, and and feeling so scared because I had been looking out looking up at this woman uh thinking that she could be I'd actually she talk, taken her in as a mentor or treated her as a mentor, referred to her as that. 
And then I got that. And so in the end, I I ended up having a, an, a wonderful male mentor who is still very much in my life today. And it was, it was a, such a blessing. But at the same time, I feel like because I had the support of my husband and I had a support of other women in my life, I didn't lose out particularly by not having a female mentor. And then also there are mentors everywhere. Like you read books, you can, you know, read, see interviews of people. I can look around and there are so many female business women, but then in your industry, you don't even have that. Yeah. I have, yeah. For me, I'd like to connect to what you're saying that. It's something that is very common amongst women that mm-hmm. is actually very difficult. Men actually give women a chance to rise career-wise, yeah. other yeah. women. It's the Tony Lumelos and all that. You mm-hmm. see they're surrounded by women. You see some of the dangotes and all that. Mm-hmm. You know, people actually give women the chance. Yeah. And mostly men. Women are good with being friends and everything. Very mm-hmm. few I can say for maybe someone like uh, Mrs. Awoshika, I have seen what she's yeah. done with a few people in her circle mm-hmm. and all that. And I've realized that it's not that bad, but there's yeah. some good ones that are around. Yeah. Sometimes the men actually give the woman the chance that the other woman wouldn't do that. Mm, that's true. What my experience is actually common. I have had those kind of discussions with certain friends and they say, look, Sometimes love your mentors from afar. Mm. When you meet them, you I said that's the same thing. I have flaws too. And sometimes you might come in contact with me and just feel like, you know, this is not what I want. Mm. And so, like they say, don't judge a book by its cover. cover, Yeah. And there's something I realized also is that the people that are better than you sometimes admire you because maybe it took them 20 years to get to where you are That's and so you're cool, yeah. five years and that. Like, I think there's something about Africans and struggle. That yeah. Story is not attached to struggle. Mm. It's not, it's not uh, recognized or celebrated. Hmm. You understand. So yeah. if you don't, like in, mu- in the music world, you see the certain musicians that come from nothing to something gets more celebrated than the ones that meet, have the money and they feel like you couldn't have done it without money. Right. So I think that's the way it is. So when you said you have a husband that supported you, somebody, someone else will say, I did it on my own. I didn't have a husband. So she's just lucky because she has a, has a husband. Yes. <laughs> so Well, true. that's what it is. So you can change that fact. Like. Mm-hmm. You're right. I've never actually thought of it that way. And it's so true that there is something about Africans being connected to struggle. And then we place value on the struggle. And when we see, and I've actually run across people who have made comments like that. You know, you see someone who's doing well and they want to excuse their success by saying, oh no, it's only because she had X, Y, Z. She had a leg up or she's this or she's that, you know, which is not helpful in any way. I don't know why that's the case, but it's led me to be very intentional about the people I have in my life, you know, and also to be very clear on what I'm looking for. So when it comes to building relationships with other women, you know, and, and I want to build a relationship with someone because of what I can get from her or what I can give to her, 
I make sure that I'm very clear about it in my own mind so that we don't get confused, so that I don't get distracted if I see something in her that is unpalatable or she, don't, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. So when you when you look back on your journey, what would you say that people have misunderstood about you the most? What sort of conclusions or assumptions rather do they make about you that you think actually that's not true? And it could be negative or positive. I think basically one of the things that I look at my career path is being given the role, being given Assuming that uh, the perception that she got it easy because of certain people that have held mm -hmm. her hand within the company. Mm -hmm. And personally, as a woman, I will see, say that certain women are given the opportunity. You are given a seat on the table, mm -hmm. but your competence keeps you on that table. Right. 100%. I was recommended for my position in Ghana by my late GM, my, mm. he passed away due to cancer a few years ago. And I was recommended because it was either I accepted another role or go to Ghana. Mm. When I got to Ghana, some directors decided to give me a higher position instead of a business manager or a country manager. But have I done well in that space? Yes. Yeah. Have yeah, because certain people just see a pretty girl or a young mm -hmm. lady doing well and all that, and they just assume that oh, she, she's a nice girl, she's mm -hmm. friendly. Yes, I'm a friendly person. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm very open. Mm -hmm. But competence, hard work. Yeah. Discipline and meeting my targets. Yeah. Cost me more than just That's being in face. So the perception that when a woman looks good and she's a nice lady, she has a nice attitude, certain things happen for her. But when you don't look good, you don't dress well or something, mm. things don't work out for you. No, it's not about, it's it's hard keeping that seat on the table. Even that's if you right. Go, even if you go there, yeah. You understand. So so that's, that's, that's it. The perception of giving certain, giving a role or a position because or someone rec recommendation, but mm. keep yourself there. Yeah, yeah. Breaking your record. That's right. I think my fulfillment came from, I stopped feeling negative about that when I broke my own record twice. And it's like you say, wow. I've done it and I'm not even trying to struggle with anyone anymore. Right, right. For the set targets. So till you beat that target, Mm. against me or meet that goal yeah don't even open your mouth and <laughs> don't say a word i end that seat and when i walk into that room mm. i own my own space I'm, i don't right. feel i don't feel like it was uh, a gift wrapped and all that so exactly. now the gifts i add value my value isn't just my presence is mm -hmm. you know you see it in the in the books mm. i agree and also, even though you got recommended, you demonstrated a level of competence, ability, wisdom, and hard work and ethics for you to even be recommended because no savvy businessman is going to hand over his company or a major position in his company to somebody who is incompetent because he likes them. You know, no one's yeah. going to take that chance. Yeah. 
So, yeah, but people do like to make assumptions. And I'm yes. in a space now where I'm becoming very conscious of how I respond to the assumed opinions of others. And I say assumed because sometimes it's just happening in my head, you know, sometimes mm -hmm. it's vibes that you get. Sometimes those assumptions are real. People are really right. making those assumptions. You, get, you're not, you don't, you're not lying. The vibes are there. Yes. The, they're saying it with their eyes, their body yeah. language. Yeah. <laughs> saying it with their mouth or put documents in it or anything. You feel it. And you can. You know, it's not, um, you're not insane thinking about mm. God. Like for me, is it you? Mm -mm. But I realize that I feel it like the yeah. energy. You know, when you're in a space where there's a positive energy, you feel it. When there's a yes. negative energy, it, it, it's like the mother, uh, the motherhood instincts or something. You just right. feel that I, you don't want me here, but I you just have to tolerate me. I, that's it. You can tell. You can always tell. And I think that's one of the gifts we have as women is our intuition, where we can read between the lines. We can feel things. We can tell. But and we just know that is such a powerful, powerful gift and nurturing it in ourselves, in our daughters, I think is really, it's really essential, especially in this day and age. I'm finding one of the thoughts that I have is the way that the world is changing rapidly, you know, and I don't have any daughters, I have sons, mm -hmm. but I, I am concerned about their future and their world. And even as I'm saying this now, it's occurring to me that they were born for their own time. I think this is more like a piece I'm receiving as I'm speaking, that our children were born to navigate their world in the time that they're going to be navigating it. Because what I find myself doing is comparing things as they are today with what it was in our childhood. You know, I grew up in Benin in Nigeria and I had the best childhood. I mean, it was so, such a wonderful, the only fear we ever had in Benin was Bomo Bomo when uh, the Oba died or something like that happened. And they were kidnapping kids as well, rumors that they were kidnapping kids and burying them with the over. I don't know how true that is still today. Oh. <laughs> it just seemed like such a simple world back then, you know, it seemed like a simple, a simpler world. And then mm -hmm. now I'm looking at how things are and the rapid rate at which things are changing, the way you know, and all yeah. that. Yeah, all of that. And even this morning, I went on LinkedIn and people are freaking out about AI and chat GPT, which I totally love. And I'm loving everything about that, that platform. But then I see the concern. It just feels like for the last four years, the world has been suffering. You know, we first we had the pandemic. And for those mm -hmm. of us in the UK, we had Brexit. And then there was there's a war in Ukraine and then the energy crisis. And now in the UK, at, well, not just the UK, there's a cost of living crisis all over the world because everything is going up in price through through the roof. How are you navigating life now? Like how are you when you think about your journey thus far, how do you how are you embracing or dealing with the rapid changes or do you even feel like there are changes does it feel very normal and okay to you or do you feel like I do like things are just skyrocketing <laughs> going out of well, I, I, I think your fears are valid mm. as a mother my fears are valid mm. screen time technology yes. and all that kids are so creative and innovative now 
Mm. You have people, uh, mothers that say, I don't want my kids to have um, phones mm. in three and they're 12 year olds. I'm like, mm. all those TikTok videos are on YouTube and these yes. kids have laptops. Yes. And in talking to my children, I have a girl and a boy. Oh. I realize that I just need to trust them. Hmm. I just watch them and monitor them. I need to understand that seeing them physically and seeing them virtually hmm. as yes. monitoring their emails. When my son is on his uh, PS5, I, try, I make sure the room, his room door is open. I hear hmm. what he's saying. My daughter's emails are connected to my Gmail hmm. and all that. I can't just believe silence is peace anymore. Yeah, silence that's right. Search for it. Then we, with the world and prices is everywhere. Then Ghana is in America is everywhere. I realized that there's so much going on that the world we used to know before COVID isn't mm, there anymore. It's not there anymore. That's the, it. the life of a life well spent what does it really mean for me as a christian and i understand times and seasons and i know things are changing Hmm. for me changing to what so yes my life Hmm. adapts to the new world that is coming in when you say ai virtual reality that means our kids are not going to study the kind of things that we study in school so Evolution and change, accelerated growth of technology. We've had the metaverse and all that. I have seen so much growth. PwC did a report prior to COVID, uh, mm-hmm. a four-year plan. Okay. After COVID, we had to redo yeah. that document because things had changed. The work style culture had changed. Hybrid mm-hmm. came into play, uh, virtual reality, e- even in the film industry. Films had to change their their storyline, the diversity and inclusion we've seen it. And really, diversity and inclusion is for everybody. Like it it means a lot of things to a lot of people, Mm -hmm. and people see it differently. So we are bringing up children that might not even go to university, right? A tech certification and launch out and do something. People are Mm -hmm. building apps and they're making of dollars just sitting at home hmm. and people are not even thinking of oh you have renewable energy and all that so the world is changing so mm-hmm. i feel that find certain skills as a woman and tag along and grow yourself in those skills That's right. but the world you used to know isn't there anymore there. And, exactly so these things are there your kids the same thing Find certain things, maybe one creative, one social skill, one, one thing to ensure that they know. Going into, I don't see my my children aiming to study law and all those things anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, have certain apps that can do accounting now. Right. There's so many, yeah, but it's still a human element. But it must, they will be the best amongst the rest. Like That's right. Competition, you know. So basically, it's it's finding that space. Is your child into sports? What can they do in sports? Can they do gaming? Can they do so many things? Create um, arts, designing, website designing, people, things that we used to laugh at, like you're a website yeah. designer, you're into corridor and those hmm. things, those days. But now those these things make money. They make money, exactly. So it's finding your niche in that 
crowded space and just go channel your efforts there because mm -hmm. it's in your interior decorating, you know, so many things you can do. That's it's right. apps where they can redesign their furnishing. That's right. Just supply them the furniture and all that. There are a lot of things. You know, we have bookings.com before we mm -hmm. used to do agents. Now we do everything. <laughs> everything online. You buy your ticket online. People are traveling more right now because they want to see certain places before the world ends mm -hmm. or whatever, before they die. So people are not actually postponing enjoyment anymore. You're right. Like leave and let's leave. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And there isn't even, you're right. You've actually captured it perfectly. People are not postponing enjoyment anymore. You know, they're just going for it and, and leaving like there's no tomorrow. Like let's not, it's the, the pace has just quickened, you know. But I remember visit back then when our travel. parents would. Yeah, visit hmm. the country. And the thing is, there's nothing like, owning your your kids knowing where you come from that's right you know, English will not try to be African to the extent that they forget their culture mm. that everything was done they had their culture they had the tradition yeah. had a lot of things going on for them it was set they didn't argue it they talked about the money it wasn't necessary but they respected yeah. that yeah. So we, we try to be more English than the English. We don't respect so, exactly. We don't speak our language to our children. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot going on yeah. with life outside trying to be woke, <laughs> like say, you know, so it's, so for me, a lot of things are happening now is how am I changing to fit the next generation? How am I grooming the next generation? Yeah. Have the human empathy and understand mm. that home charity really begins at home so that's yes. really for me it's not trying to uh, fake it to make it no it's about life living itself yeah. life yeah. living you know it's it's uh you know when the bible says on the father and mother so your life will be worth living yes. like, yeah to live that life a life well spent mm. absolutely and not be selfish as well, you know, because not be all about me and what can I get out of it? I'm finding too that authentic, I've always preached authenticity ever since it was maybe some five, six years ago, I think was when it all started. I was preparing, it was the start of the year and every end of the year, beginning of the year, my best time of the year, I love, I bring out my planner, my journal, and I'm I'm just, you know, planning my year ahead and I'm excited about whatever's going to happen. And I had never, you know how a lot of people would say, this is my year of X, Y, Z, or this, my, my word for the year is never had or even considered anything like that. And I began writing and planning my days of laundry on Thursdays and shopping on Fridays and all of that stuff when God literally drops the word authenticity in my lap. And I was like, what's that about? But then before long, I understood that he wanted me to live as the person he made me to be, you know, and not not embellish myself, not put on airs and graces, not try to be anything for anybody, but just be talks the woman he made. And it was a practice that has just opened doors for me, you know, and it's also recognizing that, like we said earlier, not you're not going to be everybody's cup of tea, but it's okay. But then when you live the way that God created you to live, 
even AI of the highest level will not replace you because you're unique. Mm-hmm. Because you're unique. So, yeah. So that's another thing as well is really, like you said, not to be afraid, even though the fear may be justified, but begin to look at skills. What can I do? And I mm-hmm. think we find that inside us because there is no two versions of Fumi. There are no two versions okay. of talks. Like even if you had an identical twin that, you know, it still would not be there. You're, we're never going to find another person like you of all the people God made. And so it really is the gift and the value is in being yourself, isn't it? And just bringing yourself to the table. Mm -hmm. Yes, it's true. Basically, I would say like my cousin uh, wrote a book. She said that, yeah, I'm a designer original. I can't be mass produced. Love that. It's just only my thumbprint is unique to me. Mm. No one else has it. So it's um, being a better you. Yeah. It's actually not a copy and paste strategy. It's right, right. Copy yourself. And there's no time limit to rediscovering yourself. Absolutely. You can reset, restart every time you feel you need to reset and restart. Mm. You know, the most important thing is finding your peace of mind. Yes. It's something like going to bed and sleeping at night. Oh, listen. <laughs> I agree. Oh. When you are in pain mm. and you say you've gone through something and like in when you are sleeping, you are in pain. Mm. When you have that peace of mind and that's when you sleep. My husband is Ebon. He comes okay. from Abia State and I look forward to going to the village when oh. you know because there's this peace. Mm. There's this I'm not in a hurry going anywhere. Mm. Everywhere I want to be is just 10 minutes away. Exactly. It's fear of a girl that grew up in Lagos. Lagos. <laughs> hey, what, you know? And for me, it's like, that's my it's space for me to just relax. Mm. So you go abroad, you're trying to shop, you're going back and you're right. thinking, you know, everything is in a hurry. But, and that's something we, in Africa, we have, we have that same, uh, communal mm, yes go back home where you have one person that you know it's not everybody's not always trying to kill you mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's it's true like like they didn't kill you since you were born like right. a, <laughs> is it now know, they're gonna succeed <laughs> or why are they gonna try <laughs> Like what you feared most happened to you because you just live in that fear, and our mothers have put that yeah. fear in us. Be careful, be careful, be careful. Everything you yeah. can't face. So for me, it's like if we just need to just find our peace. Yeah, I agree. And it takes a lot of uh, maturity mm. in life. Like, how do I want to live the next five years? I don't want That's to see true. myself next ten years. Mm. You know, how do I want my children to be? A lot of people have pulled their kids out of school mm-hmm. to do homeschooling because a lot of people have their children are fed with negativity. Negative thing, yeah. I get to bring my kids back and they go to the village and all that. They see That's beautiful. You know, in America, when you enter the plane, I tell them like, look, you're going to see all sorts, but this is what it is, law here and yeah. all that. I tell them, mm-hmm. you know. So for me, there's still a level of sanity in certain areas of this world yeah. that 
we still find that old, mm. old that can connect with those things. But yes. in the case of modernization and all this um, diversity and inclusion kind of thing, mm. you just need to ensure that your kids know the difference. Right, right. Connects with certain values because what you connect and accept your children have a way of understanding this is the right path yeah for them that's reality and that's truth and that's why when i said reset is with the way the world is changing you you reset and reboot towards the area you find your strengths in in areas where you feel that i can connect with this type of people like you're into furnishing you want to who is what's my segment market who am i serving what do they want to see? Yeah. And then can I be a pace setter in a certain segment that has not been discovered? Mm. Can I do certain things differently and position myself as a subject matter expert? Because mm. even in the huge space of a lot of negativity in the world, people are still looking for truth. That's people right. Minds. And with technology, we can't say is a bad thing because we are using technology right now. For everything, yeah. Social media and all that, with all lot of negativity, we found a way to connect. The technology, we are having this conversation. And if we felt that it was all bad, 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 we, we won't even meet and have this conversation. Yeah, absolutely. It's yeah. so true. We need it. You're right. I love the way you were describing the village, though, because my husband is also half Igbo and only his cousin has been around. And only in the last a few days ago, we were t- talking about life in the village. See, I didn't have that privilege because I was I grew although I grew up in Benin, I'm from Lagos State and my family is from Lagos Island. So we don't even have a village. <laughs> to go to and I've always regretted from Lagos Island too basically yeah so, right and my mom is from Edo State are you so, serious really and, and Bini is actually interesting I was there two years ago or three okay. years ago it's actually interesting it's actually peaceful and yes the Oba still has a lot of laws like no party <laughs> after six o'clock and all that oh but and the thing is I was happy going there. I was just excited. I spent two days. I was very happy going there, going to the museum and all that, seeing the emoton statue and all that, you know, eating pounded yam and obono soup. Oh my goodness, I'm homesick now. <laughs> I was so tired, like, like, okay, fine, you travel, you do all those things, but this is Africa. Yes. I don't, you know, there was something the whites and the colonial masters found out about Africa that they're still trooping that's in. What, of course. Tomorrow. That's what drew them there in the first place and why they're still making well, there's something about Africa yes. and all that. You know, yes. so even with our fashion and music, we are there. You know, tell us, forget about our government. That's our own pandemic that's- and that's our own problem. <laughs> but, you know, Everywhere you see an African, especially in Nigeria, and we just go there and just take over. So right. sometimes I don't allow my present location mm. shape my mindset. I just look at what is going on and just say, look, you know what? This is who we are. Mm-hmm. We just can't forget home. Exactly. The Chinese go back home for the new year. Indians, they do their their thing you know why are we different, why are we different? 
And one thing I love about the Igbos is that wherever they are, they just find their own space and just have those their meetings and all right. that. It keeps that culture in mm-hmm. going, you know. The difference, you know, Yoruba, they have their thing. When you say it's Yoruba person, like, ah, Baoni, you're just there speaking your language. Mm-hmm. It helps us themselves. Mm-hmm. They're dressing and all that. They, they won't change for anything. You go yeah. to Dubai, them, they, they are just there. You know, so identity, losing ourselves while we're trying to be woke and we're trying to be modern, you understand, is something. I agree. You know? Hmm. it's true I don't I think that I always say yeah that the westerners have excellent PR strategies because what they've done is successfully sold themselves as better and I know this is a totally different conversation we have to have another day but it's it's successfully sold themselves in a way that have made us made Africans ignore the gold that's in our backyard and ignore the diamonds in our acres and just focus so much to the point where even our rich, beautiful culture, we want to drop it. You know, we want to neutralize who we are as Africans and all of that stuff. And it's unfortunate because just like you said, the retaining our culture, retaining our identity is so key to who we are as a people. But then by the time you start pushing that aside and like you said, our kids not speaking our languages are not being taught our language anymore. I've just come from Lagos. I, I was there for two weeks. I went to Lagos and then I went to Abuja as well. And honestly, <laughs> Lagos is a is a little bit of a madhouse, I have to confess. And I probably would not have said it if I didn't go to Abuja and have, you know, such a peaceful, idyllic time <laughs> while I was there. But there's just so much influence that unfortunately has almost neutralized our culture, which is the gift that we had or that we have. And yeah, and I just, I thank God that there are people, I have come across people who teach Yoruba online, who teach Igbo. And if my friend's son who was born and raised here, I don't even know if he's even ever been to Nigeria, is actively learning Yoruba as we speak. And so there's thankfully people recognizing the value of what we have as a people and just latching onto it. Okay, very true. Very true. It's just something that we need to be conscious as women mm. and mothers that in owning our own space, we shouldn't lose ourselves and trying to be too modern, trying to be acceptable in certain societies and all that i just look at the indian women they they dress in the way they dress they, right. wherever you know, they are in the world exactly. too. and i'm so glad with what the adira is doing in oh, yeah. doing, uh, in nigeria you know it's just something that has caught up with a lot of people and it came with the fact that it became so expensive to buy affordable clothing from the UK like we used to because of the price of the pound and exchange rate so it didn't it didn't so I think it does made us understand that we had certain things in our own country and it's taking over every this the whole space taking over the world even look at our music look at Afrobeats oh it's it's just you go to you you go to the stage and you listen to Christian music. You hear Sinaj and Natal Bassi, yeah. and, yeah. and you, the same. You tune your station. You hear Bonaboy. You go into right. it's like 
we're doing something yourself don't lose that authentic self Mm. when you're trying to fit in and that's where the world of the world is changing is is you are finding yourself as a woman in the corporate world you're finding yourself a woman in the market space in Mm. religion and all that you know don't lose yourself you know your message of what you send must really be important so because a lot of us a lot of people follow certain people on social media because of certain things that they sell that they sell knowledge they sell growth they sell success stories they sell christ i followed some muslim women that just as this lady Layla, I follow on Instagram. She you knows she have her voice, her tone of communication is so subtle. But she's a Muslim. I connect with her, mm. and I repost her uh, her videos. But it's it's not about her religion; it's about the message. Yes, that's right. Well, there's some people that you follow for their uh, management skills and business growth. Tara has done a fantastic job from being a makeup artist. Yes. To- how to have structure in their business and all that from makeup mm. and you, you realize that sometimes what you start with is not the end goal that's it's right the first step and all that who would have thought that she would end up like that mm. nobody i don't think she ever did herself but in the long run people ran to her because she had an open door for mentorship and business expansion you know it's it's and it also says like i didn't um actually intend like like me going from banking and finance into film film yeah it just went it just there was an opportunity that i took it that's one thing about women when you see opportunities and you feel you're not qualified for it and you end up wasting our time in thinking, praying, in where you're talking to people that haven't been to the place you are going to, seeking advice from someone that hasn't even had an MBA about business. Right. Or, or even if you, you don't even have the, what about the experience if you don't have an MBA? Because an MBA doesn't qualify you to have common sense. That's it's true. just an MBA is a certificate that shows that you know what you are, you are actually saying. Mm-hmm. That's all. But experience... Uh, and certification fantastic so the thing is for me basically as as women my my message is knowing yourself and knowing what you are good at and any space you find yourself in don't sell yourself shorts don't because fear of unknown things have made women not take up opportunities fear of the unknown fear this men do it afraid Exactly. You know what? That's it. They do. <laughs> I'm afraid. A man, a man's as long as like, look, I can do it. Actually, I, I'm so sorry, you but man, their confidence is on like 200 <laughs> percent They you know, they mount it. And even as long as is there's going to be a financial success story from there. And also man is positioning, they want that position. They are, they are, they are groomed to be the in charge. Yes, yes. So, and they just feel like, okay, even if I don't know it, I will employ somebody. Exactly. So, yeah. You know, so the thing is, but as women, like, we don't want trouble. Yeah. Think about it. Why are they seeking, seeking, seeking face, seeking face? And God has told you, speak to this thing, speak to that mountain, let it move. Right. You are just there 
spraying and binding. It's not everything you cast. Right. <laughs> you bind. Matt about to said one thing. You paid an agent for a house and the bank hasn't given you the house and you are praying about it. Go get police and arrest the person. Mm. You are there praying about it, want to return your money. Mm. What are you praying? Just go do the right thing. Exactly. So it's um it's actually a very would I say a lot of things pull women down from yeah. growth. A lot of things affect women and motherhood, time management skills. Mm. A lot of, you know, women don't take risk. Mm. We, we are afraid of that risk. You know, if somebody tells you there's a job of, uh, like, ah, oh, I'm more qualified. Mm. You have to ask yourself, can I sell myself as a woman to get this position? If given the opportunity. Iman would tell those get me to get this interview. Don't worry. To get in, exactly. Oh God, God meets me there. They just there's something about it, and that's something as mothers we need to groom our sons to have that confidence that is there. Mm-hmm. You know, we can't. And well, as women too, uh, women have been acing it even in Nigeria from the Fumi from Lai Ramson Kuti and They've been acing, but this. You know, younger generations, like, they need that validation, maybe like social media, you know, something. Somebody needs to tell them you are great, you are beautiful, and all that. You know, so for me, a lot of self-confidence needs to be put into women to be able to forge ahead and do things afraid, like the way the men do. It's just, it's not really a man's world. It's just the way they have positioned themselves. And we have seen the world, you know, to to worry about everything else but ourselves. Ourselves, exactly. Exactly. No, you said it all. It's true. And I do think that social media definitely plays a role in that with this whole needing validation and needing them to, you know, all the hundred likes and everything before you accept that you are capable or you're beautiful. And it's very limiting, but, but I do believe that by women like us modeling, going for what we want and just charting our own path, I think that we are giving a lot to the young women who are watching us to let mm-hmm. them be inspired, which is, again, why I love the topic of being authentic, not being shy to tell your story, you know, not being shy to open your mouth and let people know your journey because the number of people that will be impressed when they hear you speak and just hear she's actually just a normal woman like me, but she's done extraordinary things. And I too, maybe I too, I can do it. Mm-hmm. That's great. That's awesome. Uh, so we've we've come to the end of the, the time and this has been amazing. So much. Thank you so much oh. for having me. I loved this conversation. Oh, I feel like we need to do another one, honestly. Oh, yes, we do. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. I had so many questions I wanted to ask you, but we just ended up having a very natural, unscripted yes. conversation, which was great, but we're going to have to do this again. But it's, yeah. been awesome. it's been wonderful. And where can people find you? I'm on Instagram for me, let's go on Numa. I'm on um, LinkedIn, the same thing for me on the score Numa. I'm on LinkedIn for me on Numa. Excellent. Uh, I think Facebook, uh, I'm not so sure. I think Facebook is very, is private for now. Yeah, that's fine. That's okay. Instagram and LinkedIn work really well. For those that are 
listening and have been inspired by Fumi's journey, you really do need to check her out, follow her on social media and connect with her. It's so important to curate your environment and feel it with the people who will inspire and help you grow, as opposed to it being filled with just, you know, the the usual, the comedy, and, and I'm not against comedy, and I'm not against makeup tutorials or beauty bloggers or anything like that, but we have to not allow the algorithms of social media to choose our circles for us. We've got to be intentional and we're not going by however many followers this person has or whether they're an influencer or not, because the greatest influence is the one that is made on your mind and you're in charge of your life. So you've got to go out there and make sure that your mind is being fed with good food. I'm going to stop rambling now. For me, it's been absolutely amazing chatting with you. Thank, Thank you, you so much. much. <laughs> Thank you, my dear. And we will catch up again soon. No problem. Take All care. Right. Take care for me. Have a nice day. Bye. So that was my conversation with Fumi Onuma. Fumi is a, a young lady, just extremely inspiring. I enjoyed having this chat with her. I particularly loved what she talked about having a seat at the table and not waiting for permission to do us, to do life as women. This is something that we sometimes struggle with as women. You know, we just want people to, to speak for us, about us. Mm-hmm.